0: If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam.
1: What's up, Addicts? Welcome in to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. It is AFC Championship Week, and we are here to get you ready for a really big game in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs who are looking to return to the Super Bowl for the second year in a row. That's definitely something that they've never done before. My name is Patrick Allen. I'm joined, as always, by Matt Verderam, Verderam, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling? It's Thursday morning. Patrick Mahomes is practicing. We'll get into all that. But how, how are you feeling ahead of a big game this Sunday?
2: Good. Um, I, I feel I feel good. I will tell you that last week, and I'm I'm guessing I'm probably not alone in this. Even though it was a divisional round game, it was a game the Chiefs were expected to win. Obviously, ended up that they did win. Um, that game took more out of me emotionally than any game I can remember, including the Super Bowl, including the twenty-four nothing game. That that game just wore me out. I, I don't know whether it was just—I I, I think probably the Mahomes injury, um, you know, was the big catalyst for that. But man, it was just—it was exhausting. Like afterwards, I had to work, and I—I was just—you were wiped. I was done. I actually, after we recorded this podcast, I recorded Stack in the Box about 20 minutes later, and I fell asleep in my desk chair between those things. It was just, it was like, I felt like I played in the game. I was so exhausted afterward.
1: You know, we all handle these things differently. Matt is a very, I've I've watched Chiefs games with him. I've gone to Chiefs games with Matt. He's a very visceral watcher of the Chiefs games. The highs are high, the lows are low. Um, Yeah. I, I get that way at different times as well. I feel like I've been a little bit better since they won the Super Bowl. The, the lowest point for me emotionally was the game a couple of years ago, the AFC Championship game they lost to New England because I was so excited for them to make the Super Bowl. And I mean, I was, I remember slithering out of my chair onto the floor, like as they were going into overtime and looking at my wife and saying, I can't take this anymore. Like, I, <laughs> emotionally, like my heart was beating out of my chest. I was so nervous. Um, and then just, I, I was different for me last year, last year. I just, I felt very good about them. I was very sad when they were losing in the super bowl and I I started cleaning up and throwing in the towel. And, um, I, but yeah, I know how it feels. It really can wreck you. And I know a lot of our listeners out there go through the same thing every Sunday. It's, uh, it means a lot to all of us. It's hard not to get emotional, especially when you see the MVP, a little wobbly there. It's a uh, scary stuff.
2: Yeah. It was, oh, it was terrifying. I mean, I think, it's, look, I don't ever use the the term we when I talk about the Chiefs because I'm not a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, and especially now that it's my job to cover the whole league and and have relationships with all these teams. But in in those moments, in those games, I mean, I don't hide from the fact that, yeah, I am incredibly emotionally invested. And once the game ends I, and, on, and I'm writing about it or I'm I'm covering it or whatever – I have to completely switch that off. And I'm able to. Um, but during the game, I'm a disaster of a human being. And, you know, Mahomes gets hurt. And you're thinking, at least I was, I'm like, all right, we're up, you know, Chiefs are up nine here. But, like, Chad Henney's coming in? Like, I don't feel great about that. And even if the Chiefs win this game, is Mahomes going to be all right? Like, can he play next week? If he can't play next week, they're not winning. So, all these different thoughts. And then you're just seeing the, the hopes of like back-to-back championships and everything they've done all year long, just going down the drain as Cleveland's marching on like an 18-play drive. And you're just thinking, it's just not to be. You know, he throws that pick. And, but I said this on Twitter. And I, I probably, I don't even remember. I'm sure I probably said this on Sunday night as well on this podcast. Like that to me, those final eight minutes. And it was exactly eight minutes when the Browns picked off Henny and they got the ball back down by five. That is more than any other reason why they're a championship team. You can talk about Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill, and you're not wrong to do so. You can talk about Andy Reid, and you're not wrong to do so. They are a championship team because in the biggest moments, they find their biggest plays. They did it all last year down the stretch. And in that, spot where i think the whole world watching that game thought okay this is it cleveland's gonna keep moving it on and they've been doing the chiefs just immediately shut them down and then made two huge plays offensively and they won
1: championship dna super important we'll get into the game in just a minute but let's talk a little bit about cereal which is something we've been talking about because we got some reviews from you listeners I, i threw down the gauntlet on you and you you stepped up uh, we got a few more reviews, so we asked you a little while back, let us know what your three favorite cereals are, breakfast cereals. We're big fans. So this one comes from, uh, from Eli Redman, cereal and football. So longtime listener, first-time reviewer, have to say you two are the greatest voices to hear in the morning while driving to work. Thanks. That's one, a really nice thing to say. Fantastic job. Favorite podcast for sure. Now onto the cereal. Number one, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, goat. A lot of people feel that way. It's absolutely incredible. Somebody yep. told us on Twitter that they sell cinnamon toast crunch dust, and uh, that's going to be a problem for me when uh, the Amazon delivery gets here. <laughs> number number two, Reese's Puffs, obviously, absolutely incredible uh, development in in cereal. When I was very young, Reese's Puffs did not exist. So you young kids out there, you don't know you know what it was like before that. Uh, and number three, Rice Krispies with a boatload of sugar. Shout out to my grandma on why this is my favorite so when you scoop the milk out at the end it's just sugar and milk can't wait for the game against the browns this is an older review that i must have missed uh and to run it back we run it back tour for the playoffs go chiefs awesome review great cereal choices i love the rice Krispie and cereal i used to do that too it was sort of now now i think back on it, it's kind of gross but i'd be scooping out the sugar you know in the in the uh in the milk at the very end of the bowl and going to town on that as a little kid nothing better all right. Second review comes from Jay Flores, sixteen, titled "Cereal." Just just dropping the list on us. I'm gonna, I'll do. I'll go backwards this time. Number three, Frosted Flakes. I always wanted Frosted Flakes when I was a kid. Could never get them. Tony the Tiger. Those commercials. They were great, if I can say that. Um, were you a big Frosted Flakes guy? No, I I never was. I never was. My old man would get me. He would always buy. Uh, corn flakes which are basically frosted flakes with no sugar and uh it's not good and i hated it it said that stupid rooster on the box but then like we had sugar in the house so at one point i just I put two and two together and i said jokes on you old man i got frosted flakes every day now and just went to town with the sugar probably got way more than if he just bought me a bowl of uh, a box of frosted flakes uh number two fruity pebbles i'm with you i love the fruity pebbles Big. I'm big on the texture of the fruity pebbles. And number one, this one. I don't think we've talked a lot about apple jacks. It's a great cereal. It's on the right. I love it. Um, okay, and then the last one, OP three cereals from R T A N G I R Tangi. Uh, I'm going to go backwards again on this one. So number three, Reese's Puffs. Number two, CT Crunch. Number th- number one. This one. I got to say, this one knocked me back a little bit. I was not expecting this Cracklin oat bran. We got some heard it, it, of it. Got some instructions here. Let it soak in the milk for a bit. So it's one of those more on uh, the oat brand is more on the on the healthy cereal uh, spectrum. So you know I didn't expect to see that here, but we've got a technique. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I may have to to give this a shot next time I get to the grocery store. Thank you guys so much for these reviews. They're awesome. We love hearing about you and, and your interests, and of course your thoughts on Chiefs football. So please keep them coming. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a written review over there. And if you've got a question or a cereal ranking or a candy bar ranking, food rankings of any kind, we're always we're always here for. We want to hear it. Um, or Chiefs running back rankings of all time. There's some interesting debates there. Let us let us hear it over at Apple Podcasts. And thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the AFC Championship game. Just a little AFC Championship game coming up. Nothing to get too excited about. you got the 15-2 and two Chiefs versus the 15-3 and three Bills on the season. The line is Chiefs minus three. The over-under is 54. That's out of DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's start with the Mahomes injury. Verterim, what have you heard this week on Mahomes?
2: I, I'll be blunt. Not much. Uh, the Chiefs, it's like a state secret right now. Uh, I, I don't think like, any... I'll, I'll venture a guess that anything you're getting out of Rappaport or Schefter is not coming from the Chiefs. Um, it's probably coming from around the Chiefs, if, if that makes sense. I don't think it's coming from anybody in that building because they have been like Fort Knox on this, which is not shocking. Um, there's a reason they they were you know moving practice around, moving it indoors on Wednesday because the media can't come in. This this was not the weather was fine in Kansas City yesterday. It wasn't because they felt like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's pouring or it's snowing. I also thought it was very interesting. Very interesting. The Chiefs put out, I believe it was a 14-second video of Mahomes at practice throwing a pass, and they listed him as a full participant, which when I looked at the concussion protocol earlier in the week, I didn't think it was possible on a Wednesday for a guy in a concussion protocol. Right. And I, I'm pretty sure if I'm reading the protocol that it's, it's not supposed to be possible. And then minutes later, the Chiefs deleted that video and put that he was limited. Uh, I'm going to take a guess here and say that the Chiefs were given a quick phone call from Park Avenue. Uh, Yeah, hey, guys, he's in the protocol. He can't have a full practice. He has to be limited. And the Chiefs like, oh, okay, and then did what they had to do to save any kind of face. But. I think them originally putting out that video and then putting that he's a, a full participant tells you all you need to know about what they think going into the rest of the week.
1: Now the video was I think outside, wasn't it? So somebody in my mentions was saying maybe that's not a current video if they practice indoors.
2: You know, that was a good point cuz I thought the same thing. Um I thought the same thing. But and, and I I obviously I can't prove I I don't know, but the Chiefs made it appear that it was the real day. And I don't – sometimes they'll practice a little bit. like They'll warm up like that outside, and then they can move it in inside. I, I don't know. Obviously, I, you know, we're based at Chicago. I was not at the practice. I'll leave that up to guys like you know Nate Taylor with The Athletic and, and whatnot to, to decipher that. But I – it seemed as though – it seemed as though it, seemed as though, um, it was from yesterday. So – and I think, I think it's telling that the Chiefs deleted the video. If it was from like October, I think they would have mentioned that. I think it would have been like, here's what we're looking to see on Friday or on Sunday. You know, I, get, I think the Chiefs got caught their hand in the cookie jar. And somebody on the social team didn't realize that, oh, no, you probably shouldn't post this. Um, I, I think it was just the Chiefs not realizing that he maybe wasn't supposed to be practicing. Uh, taking all the, I mean, Andy Reid flat out said he took all the snaps. And my understanding of the protocol, and again, look, maybe I'm I'm misreading. It. I don't think I am. Uh, is that he's not supposed to be doing any any team until he's in, until he's cleared by the team doctor and an independent neurologist now, and that supposedly is supposed to take at least five days from when it happened. And it's only been oh, at that point three. So my guess is the Chiefs were kind of like, yeah, he's all right, and then like got a call from the NFL like, yeah, listen, guys, uh, he's he's limited today
1: yeah whole thing's very strange when, when I read the protocol it's it's unclear to me if you're supposed to go step by step a, a day at a time you or can that there's go, you no can time do
2: multiple limit. steps in a day
1: so you know it I'm sure that there's I'm sure that what is probably happening here and this is just conjecture but like he's fine he's probably been fine since the day after the game and they're just they're going through their regular practice schedule and they're they're still monitoring him for symptoms but as, in their view, He's gone through the protocol and like, let's, let's be honest. If he cleared the protocol on, on Sunday or, or I'm sorry, on Monday morning. Right. And they're like, yeah, he's fine. He, he's done all this stuff. They good, they, they had the neurologist. It wouldn't matter. Right. Like if they put out on Monday, yeah, Mahomes is out of the protocol. He's fine. People on Twitter would be losing their minds because that's what they do. They flip out. They're wor- and you know so their hearts are in the right place. They're worried about the player safety, right? But they're just not going to believe it. They're not going to believe it, even if he has passed the protocol. That, it, that in one day he's back to normal after seeing a video of him wobbling around like that, right? So that's maybe what's driving a little bit of this like weird information coming out of Arrowhead is just like they're not they don't want to deal with the distraction.
2: I I think the Chiefs, and this is a this is my opinion but it's also kind of knowing this team. I think they are being very cagey with it because they, like most NFL teams, if not all, don't want to give anything away going into Sunday. Now the idea that like the bills are, are preparing for Chad Henney is just comical. Like the bills are preparing for Patrick Mahomes. And if by some horrible reason, Chad Henney's got to start, well then, you know, they'll, they'll happily adjust. Um, they're not, they're not worrying about Chad Henney. Of course the chiefs, We'll Gainsmanship this thing to the hilt as long as humanly possible. But like, listen, if he doesn't have symptoms, if he doesn't backslide and then have symptoms today after some physical activity, he's playing in that game. There is like there is nothing short of a coma that is going to keep him from playing in the game if, if he doesn't have major symptoms or, or I should just say, I guess, symptoms um, in this situation. They are not. This is the AFC championship game. It's not week four. And like I said on the show Sunday, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any stretch ever in any walk of my life or any part of my life. But the Chiefs know what's at stake. They also know if they win this game, they get a bye week. Like, I don't think it was a coincidence either that guys like Sammy Watkins happened to practice on Wednesday because they're probably looking at this thing and and they would never admit this publicly and again, I'm not reporting this. It's just my opinion. They probably looked at the Cleveland game with Sammy Watkins and, and, and even Edwards Lair and said, look, we can probably win this game without you guys. And then we have to play seven days later. However, if you win the AFC title game, you get two weeks. So like, listen, Sammy, can you give us 40 plays? Cause then you have two weeks off and then, you, and then you play that game and then the hell with it. You got seven months off. Like, that does factor in to team stake. Now, I'm not saying they rested if he was 100% healthy last week, but if it was like one of those things you would have to gut throw it and then he might not have been able to play this weekend, I think if you're the Chiefs, like, wouldn't you rather have everybody for the AFC title game and then you get the buy, right? Like, I think that just kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, 1,000%. All right, we're going to take our first break. On the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about these injuries and we'll get into this game and break it down for you. All right, we are back. All right, so we've talked about Mahomes. Everything is on track there. It looks like he'll play. He's getting his reps. Hopefully, everything continues to go that way, and he's healthy. Other injuries notable for the Chiefs. Willie Gay, again, did not practice yesterday. Again, we're recording this on Thursday morning. It's possible that that could change this week, but probably unlikely if he's still not practicing that he's going to be ready to go this Sunday, although stranger things have happened. Um, but probably going without Willie again this weekend. Bashad Breeland, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Rashad Fenton, and Sammy Watkins were all limited in practice yesterday. That's that's huge for, for the Chiefs. Um, CEH was reported to be close last week and nearly went. I think it went right up to game right. time. So he's probably fine. They're probably just letting him, you know, let that thing heal up. There's no reason to have him going out there and sticking his foot in the ground like crazy uh, a few days before the game, let the swelling continue to come down. So do you think we get all these guys back on Sunday if they're, if they're limited on Wednesday bearing any setbacks?
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. If there are not setbacks, they will play. Um, I would be shocked if they don't play. If guys practice on a Wednesday and there's not a setback, they play especially this time of year, you know, maybe if this was a thing where they were you know, going to play Carolina in week eight, you'd be like, all right, you know, maybe they're kind of acclimating them. No, listen, this is the AFC championship game. There's no tomorrow if you lose. So you know, I, I think as long as there are no setbacks, now I will say this, I do think you're going to see a good bit of D- Darrell Williams still in the AFC title game. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to just put Edwards O'Leary out there off these ankle injuries and go, here, here you go. Here's 40 carries. I don't think that's happening. Um, and I think Watkins might even be on somewhat of a pitch count. But I'll tell you right now, you're in the middle of the third quarter and it's a tie game. Those pitch counts are going out the window. Right. You just don't – you're going to go until you cannot go anymore. And frankly, anyone who's ever played sports at any level in a big game, that's what you, that's what you want if you're an athlete. You want, you want to be in there. You know, I, I will be expecting – you know Watkins, Hardman, Robinson, kind of rotating around, and, but like the Chiefs getting what got to have at moment, and Sammy Watkins is out. There. He's going to be out there. Like, the, the, he has been a huge force for them in the playoffs, and also for Sammy Watkins. You don't think it matters to him that he, he gets to play against the Bills in this game? Yeah, that's the team that him. Like Sammy Wat- no. I'm not going to be the guy who's like, oh, it's personal. You know, I, I, we went through this all last week with Kareem Hunt. Now, obviously, Sammy Watkins didn't do anything to get himself, you know, kicked out of there. It's just they traded him. Like, you don't think Sammy Watkins? It's not. It's not more meaningful to him to play in this game. Of course, it is. Um, Edwards Alaire. He wasn't on the Super Bowl team last year. He's never won a Super Bowl. Like right. they're one game away from going to the Super Bowl. So, uh, I, I think. If you this is one of these games, if you can go, you go. I, I you know, I don't care if you're seventy percent. So you, this is got to have it time. And they're playing a team that's good enough that if those guys aren't there. They could certainly lose.
1: Yeah, the Bills like to throw of the football. The Chiefs need Fenton in there, especially in Breland. Okay, so on the Bills side, Vernon Butler uh, limited in practice. Correct, or is exactly. he not practice. Yeah, he was limited, and then uh, no, wide he receiver. he did not Ga- practice. But he did, he did not. not that's my bad. And uh, and Gabriel Davis also did not practice yes. wide receiver for them. Correct. Other than that, no real notable names. Diggs was limited, but he's got an oblique. He's he's going to be out there. He'll be Yeah, uh, just being cautious with him. So that's it on the injury front. So priming you for the game. Obviously, the Chiefs played the Bills earlier this year and beat them. Going into this, it's it's really. Kansas City's offense versus the Bills' offense. These two teams defensively are actually pretty close if you look at their their rankings for the season. Um, we're not going to go through the Chiefs' numbers. You know those. But the Bills were the number two offense in points per game during the course of the season. Uh, number 20 in yards per game, which is interesting, given that they were number two in points per game. Uh, number three in passing yards per game. Uh, and number, I'm sorry, yeah, 20 in rushing yards per game. I apologize. So number two in points per game, number 20 in rushing yards per game, number three in passing yards per game. Their defense was 14th in yards per game. They were thir- the 13th ranked pass defense and the 17th ranked rushing defense. So this is a middle of the pack defense that the Chiefs are going up against and a, and a, and a strong offense like the Chiefs that likes to throw the football. Um, when the Chiefs played the Bills last time, the... Buffalo offense was not firing on all all cylinders. Allen had a a bad game. Um, Do you expect it to be different this time? They've really been rifling the ball all over the place the last few weeks.
2: So they have, and I do not expect it to be different. They are going to come out and throw the football because they have to. They can't run the ball, and they know they can't run the ball. Zach Moss is a good-looking rookie. He's out for the year, okay, ankle injury. Um, they understand that their whole identity comes down to we've got to spread the chiefs out and throw and throw and throw and throw and throw because we're not winning otherwise. I, and I and I think that's a honest, fair assessment of the game. I will be shocked if Buffalo comes out and starts pounding the ball. And do I think they'll run more than once in the first half? Just what they did last weekend with the running backs? Yeah, I do. Um, but they're not going to run the ball a lot because they're not good at it. It's not. And, and, I, and I actually give Dable credit for this. Brian Dable just realized like, we, we can't run. What, why even waste time? What is the point? Um, I, I don't blame him, but I do expect them to throw a lot. They, they are constantly in three wide sets. Um, more than anybody in the NFL, they are three wide receivers, a tight end and a back. They also play a lot of four receivers in a back. Uh, about every sixth snap is that formation. They do not play two tight end sets. They do not play two back sets. They are not going to be in that. So what does that mean for the Chiefs? Well, it means the Chiefs are going to be in their dime defense a ton in this game, a ton. A lot of six defensive backs. That's what you're going to be looking at in this game. Um, I don't think there's any way around that. And I don't think if you're the Chiefs, you're mind that. The Chiefs' strength, in my opinion, is, is trying to you know get one-on-one matchups with the defensive line and then their coverage. And this portends to be a lot of that. The Chiefs are going to have to win one-on-one matchups up front, and then they're going to have to cover with all these guys. But, I, look, I'll get into it more here in a, in a second, but I'll, I'll tell you why I think this game actually is a very good matchup for Kansas City.
1: All right. I'm interested to hear that. Um, The last game was weird for the Chiefs. It was out of character for the Chiefs. And Kansas City ran the ball 46 times on the Buffalo Bills. Edward Zolaire was great. He had 26 carries for 161 yards. Mahomes ran it 10 times for 36 yards. Darrell Williams got six carries. And even Darwin, you know the Chiefs are running. When all the running backs are healthy, you know the Chiefs are running the ball a lot if Darwin Thompson is getting carries. Um, And even Tyreek Hill had a carry one for five yards. It was very clear. The Bills came out in that game with two safeties and said, go ahead and run it on us because we're not going to let you throw. And to a degree that was, if you're from the Bills' point of view, other than the fact that you lost the game and you couldn't stop the run, it was successful in that Tyreek Hill had three receptions for 20 yards in that game. He was only targeted three times. Your leading receiver was Demarcus Robinson, five receptions for 69 yards. And then Kelsey ate them up a little bit underneath, five receptions for 65 yards and two touchdowns. This week... Um, Bill's safety, uh, Jordan Poyer, said that he expects the Bills to be more aggressive defensively this time than they were last time and try to mix things up a little bit. How do you prepare for that if you're Kansas City, or how much do you buy that if you're Kansas City going into this game?
2: I, look, Stephen Ruiz over at the, the big win, uh, or excuse me, um, uh, for the win. For the win. I, I, I combined uh,
0: for the lead. win with a big
2: lead. Yep. Right. For the win. He does a nice job. I like reading his work. And he um, he mentioned that in the next-gen stats era, which is 2016 on, um, and uh, next-gen stats are just something NFL Network uses and the NFL.com has, um, it, the Bills didn't blitz once that entire game. It's the only time in that era that's ever happened that a team did not blitz once. And the Chiefs destroyed the Bills. Absolutely destroyed them. Now, this is going to sound really odd. If I were the Bills, I'd play in the exact same way. Because you want the Chiefs running the football. You want to take the Chiefs' long passing game out of the equation and force them to go on 12-play drives to score. I I think that's what you want. The problem with that is, is they never stopped Kansas City. Kansas City just went up and down the field whenever they wanted to. So... You know, on one hand, yeah, you he held him to 26 points, but the Chiefs held the ball for 42 minutes. So, like, yeah, now Josh Allen's got to score 27 points in 18 minutes. That's a big ask. You're not getting a lot of possessions. And the Chiefs defense, Look, this idea that the Chiefs can't stop anybody. The Chiefs defense actually been pretty damn good the last couple of months. Last two months, takeout week 17, Dan Orlovsky tweeted this out. They've given up 21 points per game. And they've seen some pretty good offenses. Cleveland, Tampa, New Orleans. Nothing like none of those teams could score. So, and a lot of those points are garbage time. Like if you go back right. and look at these games, like a lot of these points are points that like didn't even matter. The Chiefs are up two touchdowns of five minutes left. Um, Kansas City gives up yardage, but they don't give up points. And that's weird because normally you'd say, oh, they must be great in the red zone. Nope, atrocious in the red zone. The absolute worst defense in the league. So, how are they good? They get turnovers, they get turnovers and the Chiefs are pretty good about coming in with a game plan specific to the other team. Spagnolo does a great job with that. That, to me, is the biggest difference between he and Bob Sutton, and there's a lot of differences, okay, in styles um, and, and, and just the, the way they approach it. Obviously, Sutton played a 3-4, Spagnolo played a 4-3, but the biggest difference was Sutton, it felt very rare that they would ever change the way they played. They just played two high safeties, man underneath, four-man rush with Sutton. There are some weeks the Chiefs blitz a ton. There are some weeks the Chiefs don't blitz very much at all. They mix up zone. They mix up man. They mix up their blitz looks. It, the Chiefs just do a ton of different things and then they tailor whatever they do to who they're playing. Um, I I think it's it's an interesting it's an interesting way to play because a lot of teams don't play like that. A lot of teams are what they are every single week. The Chiefs they're they're different. Um and I think, I think that it makes them very hard to prepare for. Whereas the Bills this weekend, like, the Chiefs kind of have to think they're going to play the same way. Maybe it's a little more aggressive. Like, maybe they'll blitz a handful of times. Maybe early in the game, I could see him trying to see how healthy Mahomes is and bringing some pressure. But like, if you're Buffalo, what are you going to do, blitz them and play one-on-one? I mean, the Chiefs would be thrilled to death if they do that. The Chiefs will destroy Buffalo if they do that. So, I don't think they can. They kind of have to play the way they played, in my opinion, maybe with a little more aggression, but not a ton.
1: And So the last time these two teams played, it was interesting. It was, it was a close game at the half. Uh, it was uh, Chiefs 13, Bills 10 at the half. Then, then the Chiefs really took control. They didn't let the Bills do anything in the third quarter. And with nine minutes and seven seconds to go, it was Chiefs twenty three, Bills ten. I think that's why a lot of a lot of Chiefs fans, myself included, when I think back on that game, it, does, it it is one of the games I was very nervous about. And though the first half was close, the Chiefs just kept running the ball. It felt like they were in control. And most of the second half, they were cruising. They had a double digit lead, um, yep. and uh, so with nine oh seven again, nine oh seven to go in the fourth. Chiefs twenty three, Bills ten. Buffalo goes down, scores a touchdown. Chiefs get the ball back. And they go on a 12-play, 75-yard field goal drive. Um, so in this game, if you're the Bills and you're using a similar strategy, you're hoping that you can stop the Chiefs in the red zone from scoring touchdowns. And I, we've got to talk about it. Harrison Butker, he missed it. He missed an extra point the first time these teams played. Um, he. he he's just, he's sort of maddening the season. Cause he hits this 50 yarder last week. I'm not just sorting. nails it. Right. Um, what this is it? I mean, he's your kicker. He's, we know he's talented. We know he can do it, but that's what scares you in a game like this. where you have an explosive offense like Buffalo that even when they were getting their, their tails kicked in pretty much in the last game, like they were able to make it close. They had a chance to get the ball back and to make it close. And, and it, Things happen. The offense can falter. Somebody fumbles, right? And and if you have a missed field goal from Harrison Butker, I mean, look at that Browns game. You're not sweating nearly as much if you've got those four points back. Oh no! Gonna, so, I mean, is there? There's, I guess there's nothing you could do about it if you're the Chiefs, right? And if you're Buffalo, all the Chiefs can do is score in the red zone, touchdowns.
2: Right? I know it's crazy, but I genuinely mean it. If if the Chiefs score in the final play regulation, and they're down by a point, and he has to kick an extra point, I'd be abjectly terrified of him. Came. Like to the point, I might actually go for two. Like I really would think about it. Like depending on what the Chiefs' offense looks like at that moment, I might be. like, You know what, boys? This is it. We're going in because I'm not letting him def- decide our fate. Screw that. I'm giving the ball to my homes. But on the flip side, if they were down two points and he was attempting a 56 yard field goal, I would feel completely confident he was going to hit it. It's weird, Wait, right? It's, oh, it's insane. But I really feel that way. Like, if, if he lined up for a 55, 56-yard field goal to win the game, I'd be like, he's going to nail this thing right through the uprights. And I think he would. But if, if it was a 30-yard field goal, I'd be horrified. Like, oh, God, he's going to shank it. Like, it's just – I think it's mental. Um, but, look, so I wanted I wanted to dive in. And I am I admittedly – here, I apologize, but I'm going to talk for a, a few minutes because I just have a lot of stuff. That I've been looking at. And I wait, wanna wait, wait, wait!
1: Before before okay, you go into no. this, can we? No, I'm sorry. Can we get to the? I want to get this break in, so we're done with the breaks, yeah, and then and then we can with. hear hear what you got to say. Okay, we'll be right back, everybody. All right, we are back. Uh, sorry about the break. All right, Verdiem got. He's got us. He's got a tease. He's got. He's got some things to say. Is this your matchup? Is this? A, this is
2: is we're going to find out. Is, yeah, this is okay. the big uh, the big cojona here. the I love my it. part of the podcast. Strap All right, in, so folks. every week, every week. I do these, these, you know, breakdowns of every game and the best mismatch for each team. I, I write them up, up on FanSide. Hopefully you've been reading them. If you haven't, please, please start to. Um, so for the Bills, the best matchup, and we just talked about this. The Bills aren't great in the red zone. They're, they're pretty good. They're 13th offensively. score a touchdown about 62% of their, their trips, which is only one spot ahead of Kansas City. So they're about the same in the red zone offensively. But the Chiefs are an absolute train wreck defensively. Dead last 77% of the times teams score touchdowns. Cleveland was two for two. Um, so if the Bills are gonna win this game, it's gonna be them getting in the red zone and just just slamming it in into uh into the end zone for seven points. Now, here's where I think the Chiefs have a big advantage, and this kind of dovetails into the the rest of my analysis. So the Chiefs are without Assembly and, and Schwartz, of course, who have been missing since October. Assembly's out for the year, Schwartz would be a miracle if he's not. However, despite the Chiefs' issues at times up front, and a lot of this is due to the mobility of Mahomes and the way the Chiefs design their offense, the Chiefs have the third lowest sack rate in the NFL. Only 3.7% of the time is Mahomes' sacked. Okay. Now the Bills, despite the way they played against the Chiefs earlier this year, they blitz a lot. They rank 8th in the league in blitz percentage, the Chiefs are ninth, But they only check in 22nd, tied 22nd in pressure rate, 21% of the time. Now, if you really drill down, they actually technically rank 25th, okay, if you want to break it down into like tenths and a hundreds of decimals. The Bills also do not have a single player who has more than five sacks on the team, okay? So now, we talk a lot about, and you're going to hear a lot about it if you haven't already this week, but how the Bills' defense has been a lot better down the stretch. That is statistically true. Why has it been better down the stretch? Well, we're going to get there, okay? So, early in the year, week three, they played the Rams. I'm going to run down teams that they've played that are good offensive teams with good to very good quarterbacks. Okay? Here are the statistics. In that game, they gave up 400. Now, an average game, an average defensive game, is about 350 yards against. Okay? The Bills gave up 478 yards to the Rams, despite the Rams having two turnovers. And they gave up 32 points. They won the game 35-32. they were up 29 to 3 at one point in the game and needed, frankly a, a very interesting pass interference call to win the game. But my point is 32 points against 478 yards. okay? A couple weeks later, they're against the Raiders. They win the game 30 to 23, largely because the Raiders committed two turnovers. The Raiders had 383 yards of offense. okay another big day. 311 yards out of car. Okay, week later, they, they go to Tennessee. They do a pretty good job. They hold Tennessee to 334 yards. However, this is the game where the Bills turn the ball over three times. The Titans scored 42 points. They were at 60% on third down. It was, it was a very good day for the Titans also on the ground, rushing for 139 yards, even though Henry only had 57. But he did have two scores. Following week, they played the Chiefs. We know how that game ended. The Chiefs had 466 yards of offense. They controlled the ball for 38 minutes. They obviously scored 26 points. The Chiefs went 9 to 14 on third down. Okay. Chiefs went. Middle of November, early November, rather. Bills beat the Seahawks 44 to 34. The Seahawks turned the ball over four times. Bills didn't turn over at all. The Seahawks scored 34 points and had 419 yards worth of offense. And then, Bills, week 12, this is the last time they played a good team with an offense and a quarterback, and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even call us a very good team. It's an average team. They played the Cardinals. Obviously, this is the Hail Mary game. The Bills, despite two Cardinals turnovers, gave up 453 yards and 32 points. But you say to me, well, they're better defensively lately. They've been better defensively. It's not fair to go back and look at how they, they played in those games because those games are all Thanksgiving and beforehand. And to that criticism, I say, yes, that is true. But here's also what's true. Here's who the Bills have played, both team and quarterback, since that game against the Cardinals. You ready for this? I'm ready, man. Chargers, Chargers and Herbert, okay, which is – I'm going to spoiler alert the best combo you're getting the 49ers and Nick Mullins, the Steelers who can't score a point and Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Locke and the Broncos, Cam Newton and the Pats, Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins. And then in the playoffs, now retired Phillip Rivers and the Colts and Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I'm going to go ahead and guess that the Chiefs and Mahomes are better than any of the last, what I just reel off. How many teams? Let's see, one, two, threes, four, eight teams. There's your last two months of Bills football. Who's the best combination out of those eight, offensively speaking, that they faced? Probably the Chargers. The Chargers suck. Like right. Kansas City is going to play better offensively. And You, you might have also noticed another theme when I ran down all those numbers. All those teams that were high-scoring teams if they didn't turn the ball over, they beat the Bills. The, the Cardinals game is the exception. They turned it over twice, but guess what? So did the Bills. The Bills won the turnover battle in those other games that I mentioned. Seattle, 4 to nothing, right? They, they won the turnover battle against the Rams. They won the turnover battle against the Raiders. If the Chiefs do not turn over the ball in this game, they are going to put up an obscene amount of points. The Bills have not stopped a good offense with a good quarterback one time this entire season, not once, not once there. I don't care that for the last two months, they've shut down Nick Mullins and Cam Newton. I do not care because Nick Mullins and Cam Newton are not on the chiefs. And when, and by the way, against the Colts who are not good offensively, they gave up 500 yards in the game and should have lost quite honestly. So to me, if the Chiefs don't turn the ball over, or at least are even in the turnover column, the Chiefs are in a very good position, statistically speaking, to score a lot of points, to rack up a lot of yards, and to win the game.
1: And let's keep in mind in that Baltimore game, they they also got a, a healthy dose of Tyler Huntley going 6 of 13 for 60 yards, 4.6 yards after Lamar concussion. Right, right. Yeah. And they ran... They, the Baltimore ran, ran on, on them in that game for 150 yards on 32 carries. They just, Jackson threw a terrible interception and then he got a concussion. I mean, at the end of that game,
2: the Ravens could have come back in that game. They still only won 17 to 3. The Ravens outgained the Bills in that game 340 to 220. Like the, the Bills did nothing offensively. They scored 10 points. And again, you know, like, look, look. I think the Bills are really good. If you listen to this podcast, if you've listened to Stack the Box, if you've read any of my work. I think the Bills are really, really good, and I think the Bills are absolutely capable of winning this game. I'm not trying to just crap all over the Bills, but my point is, I, I hate narratives that are not based in reality. If the Bills win this game, it's going to be because of one of two things: the Chiefs turn the ball over, or because Josh Allen goes berserk and outduels Mahomes. That's it. They're not look. The Bills don't get pressure. Even with the idea that they're all of a sudden going to suddenly turn into the fearsome force, that's not happening. The Chiefs are probably not going to blitz a whole heck of a lot in this game, even though they blitzed a ton against them the first time. I would guess if the Bills are just going to go four, three and four wide, you won't see as much blitzing. But Jones has been a monster the last month, month and a half of the season, and he destroyed Buffalo the first time they played. Okay, The Chiefs, if memory serves, only sacked Allen once in that game. They hit him an obscene amount of times. And Jones is not going to get beaten one-on-one by the Bills' interior offensive linemen. They're not. And the Chiefs are very good about scheming up ways to get him one-on-one. Okay, I think the Bills' path to winning the game is obviously if Mahomes isn't healthy, of course, but I, I'm assuming he's healthy. The, the Bills' easiest paths to winning are Allen going nuts and having a game where he just goes throw for throw with Mahomes and they win it. Turnovers penalties, like, or the Chiefs just flat out playing like crap. That, that is how the Bills are going to win the game. The Bills are really good, but what are they good at, right? They have a really good coaching staff. That's true. Kansas City's coaching staff is better. They have, a, they have a really good young quarterback. Well, the Chiefs' really young, good young quarterback is better. They have all these weapons, but the Chiefs' weapons are better. Like Ultimately, Kansas City is just better. They're just better in all these different avenues, and they're they're a they're a better pressure team. They get more pressure quicker. It's just the Bills are very good, but the Chiefs are great, and it's been shown. Like I've seen all these statistics. Well, you know they're twelve and zero with Matt Milano. Great, the Chiefs are twenty four and one with Patrick Mahomes. Right. What stat do you want? Like, yeah. Who cares? Matt Milano's excellent, and he didn't play Week Six, which I also keep hearing about. Well, Sammy Watkins and Jarius Sneed didn't play for the Chiefs. Does that matter? I'm guessing it does. You know, so, like, I, I just my point is, I think the Bills are really, really good. And also, again, I go back to the turnover ratio. The Ravens only gave up one turnover. The Bills didn't give up any, but that turnover was pretty damn big last week. 101 yard pick six. Like, if the and the play before that, Lamar Jackson had a guy wide open in the end zone and he missed the throw. You know who's not going to miss that throw? Patrick Mahomes. That's who's not going to miss it. He's going to hit him right in the numbers. I just the problem, the biggest issue beyond all the stuff I just said with the Bills, the defense is to me the biggest. I think the Chiefs are just going to carve them up. But I also the other thing is the Bills get no. And you mentioned this; they have no balance. They don't run the ball. I went against something I never should have gone against last week, when I picked the Ravens to narrowly beat them. And I went back and forth on that all week, but I, I went against a core principle of mine in playoff football. If a team can only beat another team one way, I don't care how good that team is doing that, they're probably going to lose. The Ravens could only beat the Bills one way, and I fell into the trap of saying, well, you know what? The Bills are just going to get run over. If you go back and look at that game, Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator, basically said, you are not running. We do not care. They at times had nine guys in the box. They were not going to let them run, and I should have known better. This week, the Bills cannot run the ball. Only way they're beating the Chiefs is throwing the football, and if you don't think Steve Spagnuolo knows that, you're out of your mind. Whereas the Chiefs can beat them running the ball, and they can beat them throwing it. And
1: and the defense. I mean, you said it earlier. They're, Cleveland's strength is their offense. Cleveland has Cleveland's scary in that they have a really balanced offense. They're, look, they're not they're not going to go crazy in the passing game, but because of their running game, they're very well coached. The bootlegs, the play actions can be deadly. And they have two very good running backs. One of them's an all pro level running back and they held them to 17 points and they held them to 17 points when they lost their starting quarterback who makes the offense go in the third quarter. Right? Like, and before, and, and they gave up, like they, gave, they did give up the one drive when Cleveland was like, all right, we've got a chance. You know, there was a momentum swing. They got back to the running game. Before that, it's 10 points in this game. The Chiefs were going to kill Cleveland.
2: Yes. Well, look, yeah. And that, that's another thing, by the way, another narrative that just gets played to the hill. You know, they haven't covered. I got no. new If Mahomes had played 60 minutes, they were covering. Yep. The, the Chiefs were going, by the way, when he got hurt, they were at midfield and going right down the field again. They were going. The Chiefs were going to score in the, into the 30s, and Cleveland was not going to get to 24, 25. It, it was never happening. Look, Kansas City, every, remember when everybody was worried about rust coming into the game? The Chiefs came out and just destroyed Cleveland to start the game. I, I'm not worried about – as long as Mahomes is right, the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points in this game. They just are. It's who they are. It's what they do. Now, I don't know how it's going to look. If Buffalo sags off, okay, maybe it's, it's a lot of running. Maybe Maybe it's some underneath. But, like, everyone who worries about that, they did it last time. They killed Buffalo. It didn't matter. So, at some point, you can sag off and play umbrella coverage. What are you going to do, play it into the fifth row? Like, at some point, you got to stop them. And, and, and nobody has consistently shown they can do it. To me, if you're Buffalo, you have to do that. You play off. You pray you can stop them in the red zone. Because if you play up, look, so, Travis White's a great corner, but they don't have any other corner that you're like, is Levi Wallace going to guard Tyreek Hill? Let him do it. You know, I, it's we've seen nobody's guarding Kelsey. I don't care if it's Milano, if it's Edmonds, if it's a, the Browns put Denzel Ward on Kelsey and he got destroyed. It just didn't matter. No one is guarding him one on one. And Andy is the best in the league when it comes to to figuring out how to dictate matchups. Does it all the time. Look at, look at the fourth down and one play with Henny. That literally was, we're putting Hill in the slot because the Browns are the worst team in the league statistically in the slot defensively. And Andy just said, screw it. We're, I, ju- we're just going gonna to get Hill on him, and if Henny makes a halfway decent throw, this game's over. I expect to see plenty more matchup stuff like that out of Reed in this game.
1: Yeah, I, I saw, I think it was Dan Orlovsky, on ESPN talking about as soon as he saw where Tyreek Hill lined up, he was in a group chat with people and said, game's over because he knew exactly what they were going to run. He knew it was going to be an easy pass for Henny. And he knew that nobody on the field, like I don't care. I don't care who you have on Hill on that, in that point. Like you can't, I, you just can't, if, you're not going to stop him from getting a yard there. Unless you just, unless you go the old Chiefs when they uh, were in the red zone that one time against Antonio Gates, and they just had like four guys just surround him, that's the only way you're going to stop
2: him in that situation. We get in a yard. No, it look they they gave me a stroke when they did that, but it it worked. And I, again, you can sit here, like I and I look, I've I've tweeted this out. You know, if, if people are on Twitter and they follow me, they already saw me say this. The Bills have no shot if they don't pressure them homes, Period. Because nobody beats the Chiefs if they don't pressure Mahomes, and I like Josh Allen. A lot. Josh Allen's great. If they, if this becomes a game of Allen and Mahomes, Mahomes is winning this game. Like I, I respect Josh Allen, but come on now, just stop it. Like this is not. This is like it, it's like back in the day if like Brady faced like Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was terrific. He wasn't beating Brady. This was not going to happen. And to me, the Chiefs defense. The, is the opposite in a lot of ways of Buffalo's in the sense that like Buffalo's defense was very good against bad teams. And look, your defense is going to look better when a quarter of your schedule is the Jets and the Patriots. Okay? Like horrific offenses. And, and the Chiefs, by the way, when they played those two teams, uh, the Jets had nine points and New England had 10. So it wasn't like the Chiefs uh, were, were struggling with those teams. But when Kansas City, when they have played the best teams, they've shut them down. Josh Allen, midway through the fourth quarter, when they saw each other last time, had 90 passing yards. Lamar Jackson didn't hit 100. Brady and Breeze did nothing against Kansas City. Nothing in those games. Like, the only guy who really had a good game against him or two game, good games against him, was Carr. Carr played well. But that's a totally different style of offense. They have the tight ends. They have the backs. That's the other thing with the Bills. The Bills have no tight end or back that scare you. It's all their receivers. And if you think about the Raiders' games, who killed the Chiefs in those games? It was the backs and the tight ends. A lot Aguilar had a play here, a play there. But how many times did Henry Ruggs kill the Chiefs? The first game, he had a a very nice game. And that was a game the Chiefs lost. The second game, he didn't do anything. My point is that, look, do I think the Bills will score some, some in this? Yes, I do. The Raiders also had one other thing, and this was the biggest difference. Carr never got hit in those games. They have a very good offensive line. The Bills do not have that kind of an offensive line. They're going to get to Allen in this game. If it means blitzing, they'll blitz, but they'll get to him. The Chiefs got no pressure on carr, and he had two big games. But you look at Brady and Breeze, all and these other guys, Allen, Jack, he, he did not play well. And the Chiefs defense played very well. I would expect that the Chiefs will be tested in this game. I think the Bills will get their their big plays at times, you know, and by big play, you know, 20 yards. Like they, they will do that. Diggs will get open. They're not dumb either. They'll match him up, they'll find different ways, to, you know, creative ways. That's going to happen, but it's not about covering the spread or playing a close game. It's about beating Kansas City, and I think the Bills, like everybody else, it's a big ask. It's a really big ask.
1: How worried are you about Josh Allen's legs in this game?
2: Um, I'm, I'm worried more about him, and this is similar to the way I think about Mahomes. I'm worried more about him buying time to throw with his legs. I'm not that worried about him just taking off and running uh, he's certainly capable of it but he you know if you go back and look by the way he was a leading rusher week six like he actually they, they designed some runs for him and he did some of that and that can be frustrating um I think on third down you have to be cognizant but the Chiefs did something in that game I went back and actually watched it uh, a couple of days ago the Chiefs if you watch they rushed in a way where they tried to contain him and other than undesigned runs he did a very good job of it He did not get out of the pocket and run much. I expect him to do the same thing. My guess is Spagnuolo is basically going to tell Clark and Okafor, rush wide, keep him in the pocket. And then he's going to tell Chris Jones, hey, Chris, we pay you $20 million a year. This is why, big boy, go get him. We are going to create one-on-ones for you. And if you can get pressure up the middle and he's got to try to scramble, our wide-set edge rushers are going to be waiting for him. And I think that's a lot of what you're going to see. If the Chiefs bring pressure, my guess is it's going to be right up the middle. It's going to be coming at him because he's pretty good rolling both directions. He can also roll to his left and throw the ball. So my guess is if the, Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to want to get him to run backwards out of the pocket. They're going to want to get him to run to run back and out. And then that that forces the angle to be wonky and you can kind of force a throwaway most times. Um, they're not going to want him to be – their whole teaching point this weekend is going to be if Josh Allen starts to move out of the pocket, we want his first step to be back, not up. We want We don't want it to be a 45 degree angle. We don't want there to be room between the, the defensive tackles. His first step has to be back because if it's back, now you've got a chance of your Clark or Okafor, the pocket integrity is broken and he's running right into you. And I think a lot of that is going to be, if the Chiefs come with blitzes, I guarantee you it's going to be between the tackles. It's not going to be corner blitzes. I mean, maybe once in a blue moon to switch a lookup, most of it's going to be A-gap stuff where it's right between the guards, over the center's head, and they're going to try to to force him into those types of situations.
1: It's going to be a really interesting game. Probably a lot of points scored. Um, All right. We're going to get to our predictions in just a minute. Let's first just hit on this NFC championship game with the, uh, it's interesting. There's there's three potential opponents for the Chiefs left in the playoffs. They're going to play the Bills who they beat, and they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the only team they haven't played is the Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay Packers. Do you see old man Brady getting by Aaron Rodgers in this game?
2: I think he has a chance to. Um I think the Packers will win to the better team, but Brady is Brady for a reason. And the Buccaneers have a lot of talent. And this is also a game that was played in week six and the Bucs cleaned the, the, the Packers clock. Now I don't care about the week six matchups very much. They can be a little informative maybe on how you want to play or whatever, but I don't, I don't care. Like it doesn't matter to me that the chiefs beat the bills and it doesn't matter to me that the, the Packers lost to the Buccaneers. However, what was interesting in that game, we just talked about a lot of the strategy with, with the AFC championship game. I do think it was interesting that the the Packers just basically played way off, much like the Bills did to the Chiefs. And Brady did not have a great game passing the ball, but the Bucks ran and ran and ran. I wonder if they play the similar style or if they, they try to be a little more aggressive. It's not a horrible matchup for the Bucks. The Buccaneers killed Rodgers. They blitzed like crazy. They didn't respect the line. And Bakhtiari was out in that game, and he's out, obviously, in this game. So, look, I think it's a good game. I really do. And I think the, the question is going to become, can the Bucs hit Rodgers again the way they did it? If they can, I think they have a great shot to win. If they can't, I think they go home.
1: If the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl, which team would you rather
2: see? The Bucs. Not even close. Yeah. Not, I think the Chiefs would destroy Tampa Bay. I, they, they beat him up the first time, and that actually is one instance where I do care what it looked like because the Buccaneers play one way. They just, they're just they always the same. They blitz. Here it comes. Can you pick it up? And the Chiefs just they murder the blitz every time they see a team that does that. They light them up. Now, I do think they would adjust to maybe maybe play Tyree Kill a little differently after uh, the, the fiasco <laughs> that was Tampa. I, I yeah. do think that's true. But I, I, I think if you're the Chiefs, you want Tampa. In the worst way. Look, because Tampa, you know you can light up Brady. As as great a player as he is, he's not anywhere near Rodgers at this point. The Chiefs secondary is, is good enough. I think they could at least cause some problems for this, those pass catchers. I'll be blunt, man. The Packers scare the hell out of me. Great line. Rodgers is every bit as good as Mullins right now. They can run the ball. They, they throw to the backs and tight ends. I don't think it's a good match at all for the Chiefs. Now, the, the, the saving grace is I think the Chiefs might score 50 on the Packers, but because the Packers have no chance, in my opinion, of holding down Kansas City. But that game would scare the hell out of me. I think that's an even money game. I think if the Chiefs saw the Bucks, I feel, I'd feel confident the Chiefs would win that game.
1: It's going to be interesting. Before we get to our, uh, our preview here, we're going to be doing a giveaway. I'm actually going to show this to you, Verdaran. We got this from State Farm. This very unique jersey that we're going to be giving away here. Hold on one sec. If this on, is this half is and
2: half Rogers and Mahomes. It's a. It's this is it. Look at this. Thing. That's that's actually hilarious. It's it's a
1: hilarious jersey. Um, it's for those it, obviously
2: you can't see, but it's it's yeah. uh, it's got Mahomes's face and Rodgers' face on the front. They each have like a shoulder patch. Now on the back, it's just like Mahomes and and Rod. I mean, listen, it, it's one of those things like you're probably not wearing out on a date. At least I hope not. If you want another date, yeah. but it is hilarious. And uh, if they win, it'd be a cool thing. To be like, hey, look, you know, it's kind of like a little commemorative thing. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. If it, if if it ends up being Chiefs Packers Super Bowl, obviously this is from our friends at State Farm. Uh, you've seen the millions of commercials with with Aaron Rodgers and and, and Patrick Mahomes and, and of course Jake. Um, it's just, it's I, I, I'll tell you, it's a nice quality jersey. Like you would think something like this is going to be chintzy, and you know it's not it's heavy it's nice the letter the the stuff is stitched on um ted garish maybe um with, with but it's bit. but i'll tell you what if you if you bust this thing out at your super bowl party and it's cheese packers like people are going to get they're going to get a laugh out of it um it's fun yep. uh and actually it actually it it's 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 heavy like a like a hockey shirt a hockey sweater to be honest with you like it's it's uh it's good quality so uh, we're going to be giving that away. We'll watch my Twitter and Airhead Attic Twitter. We'll put a picture of it online. Uh, if you want to enter, uh, if you've ever left us a review, you're automatically entered in every giveaway that we do. If you haven't left us a review over on Apple podcasts, head over there and do that. And then there'll also be a way for you to enter on Twitter. Um, but, uh, I'll send this out to the winner. We'll, we'll probably pick a winner after the AFC championship game. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll all be feeling good. And, uh, and maybe, maybe you got yourself a little State Farm Bowl jersey um, to, to get a laugh out of your friends. All right, let's get to it before we get going. It's time for the final score predictions. I'll, I'll lead us off on this. You kind of stole my thunder a little bit earlier because you made a point that I'm going to make here uh, for why I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. But it's true. The Chiefs have the better coach. They have the better quarterback. They have the better number one wide receiver. They have the better tight end. Hall of Fame tight end. And if Clyde edwards plays, they have the best running back in this game. So they've got the best running game, best passing game, best tight end. I just don't think the Bills have enough. As Werderham put it earlier, the Chiefs are a better team. They're just better. They're better on defense, I think, uh, even though they've been close statistically. The Chiefs have better players on defense than than the Bills do, in my opinion. So I think this one is Chiefs 37, Bills 27. Uh, And I think Bills score a little bit late. I actually think this is the game, man. Andy Reid's going to come out. Look out early. I think early maybe it's a little close because you don't know what the Bills are going to throw at you. But as soon as Andy figures out what they're doing, as soon as Mahomes figures out what they're doing on defense, you're going to see a lot of what probably what you saw last year in the AFC Championship game is the Chiefs pull away in the second half. Uh, and I, yeah, I don't think it's going to feel as close as, as maybe even a ten-point final score. Verdam, what do you think?
2: Oh, from your lips to God's ears, I do not think it's going to be that easy because I think the Bills are going to score some of their own points because the Chiefs just cannot get out of their own way in the red zone. Thirty-three twenty-eight, and I think, I think it feels like thirty-three twenty-eight. I think maybe with like five minutes left, the Chiefs put it away. But like, I think, this is, I think this is going to come down to Mahomes just making some play in the fourth quarter that Romo just like starts laughing and like falls out of his chair. Like it's going to just be like <laughs> third and like 12 and the, the bills, you know, they don't blitz all game and they bring it all out blitz. And like Mahomes is like ambling out of the pocket and just throws cross body, like 45 yards for a touchdown to like Byron Pringle. Like it's just some absurd thing that you're know, like, Oh, well, of course like the, 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 there it is. That's it. You know, but, I do think the Chiefs will play well in this I'll say this right now. If the Chiefs ever somehow play well in the red zone, this game stops, period. But it, it, I, I think the Chiefs win because they're just slightly better than them across the board. It's, I, I will say this, though, guys and gals who are listening to this. I, I will say, because I've had people say on Twitter, you make me feel so confident every week, and then they lose. Or, or nothing, they lose, but they, they, then they, they play a nail-biter. I would expect this game to be tight. The Bills are very good. I thought the Chiefs would beat the absolute hell out of the Browns. And I think if Mahomes hadn't gotten hurt, that was where that game was going. Um, I do not think they're going to beat the hell out of Buffalo. I don't. I think this is going to be a tight game. And I think the difference is Mahomes. And the difference is in the end, I think because of what you just said, the Chiefs have better players on defense, bigger stars. I think one of those guys, if not multiple, make just a couple of really big plays. And I don't know that the Bills have the guys to do that. Maybe they do. Maybe there's an unsung hero in there. But I, I trust Chris Jones to make a big play. I, you know, we've seen him do it over and over and over. We've seen Frank Clark in big moments or Tyron Matthew do it. I just trust those guys. Somebody on the or, or Sorensen, who has been just unbelievable in the playoffs in his career. I trust that one of them will make a big play and they'll find a way to win the game.
1: Yeah, I think it comes down to Josh Allen making mistakes in this game. And I know he's been pretty good this year, but he does have a tendency to just, he still has a little bit of that tendency to try too hard and hold onto the ball too long. And it ends up being a fumble or he throws a bad pick. And look at the way the last game between these two teams ended. It ended with Daniel Sorensen picking off Josh Allen. Um, And I think that this is a game where I think experience matters. And I do think the bills are talented But I think the Ravens are talented, and I think the Titans were talented last year when they played the Chiefs. They knocked off two very good teams. But at the end of the day, now the Chiefs, not only do they have the talent advantage and the coaching advantage, they have the experience advantage. They've been to the Super Bowl. They've been in tight spots, as recently as last week without their quarterback. And I think that matters, and I think that combined with a mistake or two from Josh Allen will end up being the difference in this game. And that's why I've got it not as tight as you do, because I think that that will come into play late and the Chiefs will just put it away. Uh, Worst case scenario, I think maybe we're in a situation where the Bills are kind of clawing their way back in and we get nervous because the Chiefs are playing soft on defense. I hope I'm right and I hope you're wrong, because I I would like a nice, easy Sunday to just kind of enjoy the fact that the Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl. If Kansas City wins this game, are they the definitive – like they're the definitive dynasty in the AFC – we can't call them a dynasty, I don't think, yet. In the NFL, obviously, they've got one Super Bowl. But with the last three games, AFC championships games, going through Arrowhead and Super Bowl Championship, winning this game, right? That's it. They're, they're a dynasty in the AFC f- f- from now and, and probably into the future.
2: Oh, I think I'll be honest, I think they already are. They're them. Yeah. I mean, they're the team. They're the gold standard in the AFC. They're the gold standard in the NFL right now. But, I mean, in the AFC, yes. If you want to go to the Super Bowl, you got to go through them. And for 20 years, that was that was New England. It was always New England. You had to go through New England. And I think with the Chiefs for a long time to come here, with who they've got on the team, I think that's that's definitely the case. Like you're you know, it may not be Arrowhead every year, like last year it would have been Baltimore if they'd gotten the AC title game. But I, I at some point though, yeah, you gotta beat them. Somebody's gotta do it. Could Buffalo be that team? They could be. They could be. But I do agree with you, by the way. I do think experience matters. And by the way, I think that's one of the big reasons I, I think they will win the game. Is I think in the, when, it's, when it's really ratcheted and, and you're getting down to it, that's kind of what I was alluding to. Like, I believe the Chiefs will just make a play. Somebody on the team will just, because they've been there and they've done it, and the moment's not too big for them. I look back at the, the AFC title game, the Chiefs lost to New England. And D Ford being offside. So I'm not killing D Ford. Look, it could have been easily anybody else. All right. But it was D Ford. And that gave the Pats a second chance. And they buried the Chiefs after that. That was it. I think the Chiefs were the better team. The Chiefs probably should have beaten them that year. The Pats were on their last legs. The Chiefs were this up and coming team. But the Chiefs just, Brady made all the throws he had to make. Hogan made a great catch late in the game. Gronkowski found a way like, They just, all those guys made all those plays late. And the Chiefs, for all their greatness, they made the big mistake. And I wouldn't be shocked if you see a similar thing in this game, where it's it's nip and tuck, it's really close, and then somebody on the Bills just makes a mistake because they haven't been in this spot. And Kansas City doesn't make the mistake, and they capitalize on it because now they're always in this spot which is a wild thing to say. If, if 2017 Matt Verterham said that, I think I would have hit him. But here we are. This is <laughs> yep. how it goes now with the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, the, the, look, the, the Chiefs are not going to win the Super Bowl every year with Mahomes. It's just not going to happen. Someone's going to get them. Let's
2: not rule anything out. But
1: yeah, yeah, we don't want to roll it out. There's, uh, but, uh, you know, th- these things happen. There's going to be new quarterbacks coming to the league every year. Everybody's going to be gunning for this team. But this is, I think, a really big... They should beat the Bills. The Bills are good. The Chiefs should beat them, and they've got a good shot to win the Super Bowl again. And that this is this is legacy stuff here for for Mahomes. And it's crazy to think that he's he's been in the league three years, and we're talking about legacy stuff. But Andy's legacy is cemented, and this is Mahomes building on his Hall of Fame resume, which is probably already good enough to get him in. Um, this is going to be really really interesting for guys like Kelsey, guys like Tyree Hill, You know that. They're, they've got a chance to to really define their careers and go back to back, which is almost impossible in the NFL. But first they got to get by the bills. And I did see an interview with Tyree kill this week and they asked him about the super bowl. And he said, you know what? We're not really thinking about that. We're just trying to think about the Buffalo bills. We got to get by the Buffalo bills first. Their heads are screwed right. on straight. They know what needs to be done. They're not going to be thinking about the super bowl. And I think if you're the bills, this young bills team, how are you not thinking about the Super Bowl? Like, just how are you not? You're like, holy crap! We we win, we go to the Super Bowl. There's, there's just also a, part a level of, it.
2: of awe. Like, there's also a level yeah. of awe. Like, the Chiefs know they can beat the Bills. You just did it. Like, and it, and like, and I, I don't mean any disrespect to Buffalo. Seriously, when I say this, but it's just it's reality. Like, the, the Chiefs are like, all right, then the Bills. Like, it not, and, and I would say about any team they were playing. Like, the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl. Like the AFC title game to the Chiefs. I mean, if you've been there, you're like, all right, great. This is a third one in a row. Like, th- this is not new to the Chiefs. I don't, I don't mean like, oh, it's the Bills. Like, the Bills suck. The Bills are very good. I just mean like, for the Chiefs, it's just another game. It's a big game. It's a pressurized game. But like, the Chiefs have been in this game a 100 times now. It feels like they've been in the Super Bowl. Now, look, I, I've never covered a, an AFC or an AFC title game. I have covered other playoff games in person. Um, I've covered two Super Bowls in person. And let me tell you, any playoff game that you can imagine, it pales in compa- the amount of just coverage and pressure on these guys, and the demands on these guys for the Super Bowl is insane. So if the Chiefs got through that, and I think it helped the Chiefs they played another team that had no experience with it in the Niners. Like I think for the Chiefs, you know, you went through all that. That's. And, and the way they had to win those games, right? Like, there's nothing yep. that the Chiefs are going to have happen in this game, other than short of, unfortunately, if Mahomes got hurt again, where they're not prepared. Like, and by the way, I watched. It was I thought it was really interesting. I watched the mic'd up of the NFC or excuse me, the NFL divisional round games, and the Chiefs had a handful of you know mics down there, and they got some good audio. And when Henny came into the game, Chris Jones was on the bench, and he's like, "Ah, oh, it's Chad Henny. It's what he's built for. We're good." And it was just like totally at peace with it. Like, uh-huh. I expected them to be like in a complete panic watching the mic up, and I'm sure like, some players probably were. Chris Jones literally couldn't have looked any more calm on the bench. He's like, oh, number four, Henny. Yeah, he, uh, he's all right. He's got it. And like, it was just, it was like, okay. And the, but the, the important thing is, it's not just the words. The Chiefs acted like it. Like Kansas, there was, they never panicked. Reed called the exact same game he would have called if Mahomes was in the game. It really Nothing did. changed. Like nothing, they, It was a it was a playoff game that was slipping away from them, and they never blinked. It was like, all right, well, that's fine. And look, I don't think they can win this game with Henny, okay? But I do think if you're the Chiefs in this game, you're like, all right. Like, you know, look, it's a big game, but we've been here a million times. We know how to win these games. We're at home. We're, I, I do think there is a level for the Bills. Like, holy crap, we're in the AFC title game. We're at Arrowhead. We got the champs. There's almost like a hyperventilation that goes on into that, right? Whereas yeah. for the Chiefs, it's like, okay, cool. And if we win this game, we go back to Super Bowl. That'd be great. We go to Tampa. We get a nice tan. We have a good time.
1: <laughs> Let's hope that uh, when we're here on uh, Sunday night, we are in good moods. Uh, if we're, uh, <laughs> if listen, I don't recommend listening to this podcast when it drops on Sunday night if the Chiefs lose. Like, just I would get a, I would. Get a good night's rest. You know, maybe even take a couple days, listen to it on Tuesday so that you've got some distance and it might make you feel better about yourselves to hear Matt Verterham and I talk about the Chiefs after a loss, because frankly, you've only ever had to do that one time because we didn't give a crap about that week 17 thing. So, um, but I, I don't anticipate that that is where we will be. All right, everybody, listen, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, run on over to Arrowhead Addict. Uh, and uh, find us on Apple Podcasts Leave us a review We're on Spotify, Google, Amazon Music Everywhere you get your podcasts Follow us on Twitter You're going to especially want to follow us on Twitter uh, on Sunday Vertoram usually goes silent uh, oh, If things, yeah. are, things aren't going well um, But you'll you'll definitely hear from me Because I just can't stop I'm an at our Patrick Allen He's at Matt uh, Follow. Make sure you follow at Dan Sided by the way uh, Our social team does a great job there Just to get all your sports news follow at arrowhead addict and make sure you follow matt connor the lead expert over at at arrowhead addict he's at at matt connor AA. deep breath everybody just a few more days get your barbecue ready get your beer ready strap in the kansas city chiefs are going to play to go back to the super bowl they're going to run it back all right everybody thanks again for listening we love you all we will see you sunday night and as always go chiefs
2: i'm looking forward to it nervous as i am i'm looking forward to it
1: yeah i've been doing this thing where uh, if i want to have like a beer or something the chiefs have to unlock it for me so <laughs> it's like if if i feel like they're playing well at the half i'll crack open a beer and enjoy the first half and then if they win afterwards i can have a victory beer that's the way i've been doing it if they play like crap i uh i don't do anything because i don't want to be i don't